swords with handle art to spark souls and charge souls to parts roads of bandits are catacombs and giant doors protect the chest that stores legendary items with the dragon bones and iron it's ore. a grand theft of blood scrolls savage quest of joe and earl lock shoes to every clue easter egg to gaming news the police need some bad dudes to crash crew like bandicoot all shit a game in english the drone is a shit Control issues. Well, yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, yes y'all. y'all. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AMC. And this is A-Dub. You can find us at Control-Issues.com. You can also go over to your podcast provider. Make sure you search for Control Issues. Download it. Subscribe to it. Rate it. Review it. Everything. Go over to Twitter. My Control Issues is the handle. And we also have Twitch.tv slash Control Issues Pod. It's where we put up gameplay videos. We want you to check those out for your viewing pleasure. Hell yeah. We just got past Thanksgiving, A-Dub. How was your, how was your turkey day? You know, I, I kept it tame. I didn't overdo it. I think I, I got out unscathed, did a lot of working out. But the day itself, it's pretty cool. You know, glass of whiskey, plate of food, long nap. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely um, eating and gaming time for me. I'd be eating, and then I'd be resting, and then I'd be gaming. Everybody eating. I love it. Yeah, Everybody I ate so much. Game. I had the double dinner. had to do it. Double double style. You still making sandwiches? Making sandwiches? I never made sandwiches. You always, your Thanksgiving leftover turkey gravy um, sandwiches? turkey sandwiches? Oh, yeah, I definitely <laughs> the have The legendary. Leftovers. I definitely have leftovers. Um, yeah, we got some turkey. We got, we got plenty of dessert, as I told you before about and then uh we got a little bit of gravy just to just to throw on anything <laughs> got a gang of dessert <laughs> <laughs> dessert gravy and turkey uh yeah it's been great but um yeah, there's plenty of food at the house i'm probably not going to be touching it i'm getting i gotta stay in control man it's very easy for me to just blow up and get big again mm. yeah dude it's it's crazy like i i got lazy for about a month put on like 15 pounds like nah this ain't the life for me <laughs> you got thanksgiving like right around the corner then you also got christmas coming up man this is the this is the good eating time christmas will be fine it's new year's when my mom makes the gumbo that's when things get a little dicey because i'm getting at least a massive bowl a day yeah <laughs> until it's no more once they start stretching the roux that's when i typically bow out mm-hmm. so a dub what have you been playing? Well, I have finally put the nail in the coffin on Jedi Fallen Order. I actually decided just it was time to push it. And there was quite a bit to push through. If I had paced myself and just played through the game sparingly, even over this vacation weekend, I'd still be playing the game right now. It's a meaty story. It doesn't overstay its welcome. By the end of the game, I was the Jedi badass that I always wanted to be, like lightsaber combat, forget about it. Throwing people over cliffs, forget about it. Pulling droids out the air, reprogramming them, putting them back into circulation, getting my getting my cover from the high ground, because you know Star Wars is all about the high ground. I had it covered. Yeah, it was a fantastic journey. They continue giving you just like 
things to unlock, new powers all along the course of the game. You, you're feeling like you're constantly rewarded at steady intervals. Uh, they give you everything you need. There's plenty of upgrades. The story, the story was fairly strong. There was an epic climax at the end of the game. And it was a very satisfying send-off for the cast of characters that we have become acquainted with between episodes three and four, where this one takes place. So I'm thoroughly satisfied with Jedi Fallen Order. Big congrats to Respawn. Big congrats to EA. And big congrats to us, the gamers, for being able to enjoy this. Big year for Respawn. Huge. Yeah. Apex Legends got Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, they got a, another little bit of news that we'll hit you with in the topics of the week. Yeah, they're they're coming with it. So I'm very anxious to see what they'll do to go further with this iteration of a first of, of a single player Star Wars adventure. You know, hopefully we get a Fallen Order two somewhere down the line. Yeah, I mean they they can go in so many routes. I mean there are people who want the Titanfall three. There, there's the Fallen Order, and then you also have Apex currently going on. Like I imagine, this studio is going to have to expand at some point, just because they have so many irons in the fire and just so much money that they can make. That I imagine EA will eventually want to remove move some of those resources over in their direction and keep that gravy train rolling. Yeah, they're definitely going to have to get a dedicated Apex team if they don't already have one. You know, they're going to have their their Star Wars team. Maybe have the Titanfall team, or maybe that's just like an offshoot of the other two. You just get some people together like, hey, put this out real quick. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. But, yeah, if Fallen Order and Apex are any indication, Respawn still has quite a bit of potential to tap into before they ever reach their Apex. Hell, yeah. But AMC, what have you been playing? Uh, Real quick, did you want to talk about that? uh, Did you play any of the update for No Man's Sky? That I did. And what did you think about yeah. that? Well, you know, just played a little bit. I'd say collectively about an hour. I just wanted to see what the quality of life stuff was all about. And specifically, I wanted to find the terminal where I could upgrade starships. Now, in case you don't understand what it is I'm talking about, you either haven't played No Man's Sky or you haven't been keeping up with No Man's Sky news. However, a massive content update came out this, earlier this week. It's called the Synthesis Update. It ups the version to 2.2. And they made some serious changes. I mean, they got additional base building parts, different kinds of bases you can build, different restrictions and limits have been adjusted and moved. There's over 300 tweaks and changes to the game. But what it also brings, in addition to like quality of life improvements, you have the ability to make a personal refiner now so you can refine refine resources on the go in your exosuit backpack. But they've also introduced the ability to salvage ships so if you have some ships that you were just holding on for the equity that you could put toward a a trade to a better ship you can actually just salvage those ships get components and resources Um, you can also upgrade your ships now this spans quite a bit of their their functionality you can add like upgrades and improvements to them you can expand the inventory you can even up the class of the ship so if you're like me and you've already found something that you're very much attached to now you don't have to look for an s-class version of it or or the highest class version of it you can just take the ship that you currently have and build it out to more appropriately suit your no man's sky needs 
Yeah. Is they got a bunch of other stuff going on. I highly recommend you guys check out the patch notes, check out the game if you're still playing it. But overall, like it's number one, it's every time I boot up that game, it's been probably a month or two since the last time I played it. I think uh my last save was back in August. It's November now. And yeah, just booting it up is like, wow, I forgot everything they already did to improve this game, forgot about the third person. And then you have whatever new content update is on top of that. So it's always a treat jumping back into No Man's Sky after some time away. All right. So, yeah, so I've been playing actually all Divinity. That was my Thanksgiving. That's how I filled in these four days off that I've been enjoying. Yes. Um, Yeah. So it's been a focus on Divinity at this point. I uh, closed out my other. So I have two companions and I closed out both of their their storylines at this point i had, oh wow yeah i closed out medora's like a, a a while ago but then i had another dude his name's jahan and he's a king who was uh seduced by a demon and then he and his like his i guess his um fascination or just his obsession with uh getting revenge on her he made a deal with another demon <laughs> that ended up being a curse and so he like when you first meet him he's immediately like and he's like i'll join your team but you must never like work with the demons or like uh fraternize with demons or like that would be a problem <laughs> now it'd be double if you had a demon npc you could recruit oh uh, yeah well there's a demon get like talent tension. talent perk and i was like i wonder if i get this if it'll piss him off <laughs> I'm making deals with the demons <laughs> becoming a demon you got to do the rock paper scissors disagreement <laughs> yeah and so uh yeah i've like kind of learned his story through the entire thing and then i got to a point now where i found the demon that um he made the deal with and i confronted him and it actually worked as part of the uh the main quest so it wasn't like a thing where i had to completely just go off the beaten path in order to close out his story it actually gave me informa- information for where i'm headed at this point and so um ran into him he basically tried to make a deal with me of course <laughs> as i was uh, confronting him and I- actually i don't even think it gave me an option to like side with the demon like it was immediately like it's go time and so we had our big fight and at this point i'm my intelligence is so high my skills are all like my, I've, I got my master skills set up. My two—that's that's the most you can get. Mm. And um, yeah, all my dudes have their abilities, and uh, especially with my main, with the guy I play with, uh, Amir, his his intelligence is so high that I can get off most of my spells. And one of his big ones is his weakened, which uh, lowers their willpower, which gives me the ability to basically cast most um, status effects on him. Damn. And so damn <laughs> yeah so immediately i just petrify everybody <laughs> yeah oh i what i usually end up doing is the first thing is i have enough um i guess max skill points and then recovery with skill points that my first attack is always weaken somebody and then charm them because weaken takes away any willpower mm-hmm. for you to then be able to just take over their mind and have them fight for you so it's like having a, <laughs> a second summon out there let me weaken your mind now let me control your mind <laughs> uh, yeah and so yeah immediately always grab like a minion i even do it on like the main bosses too but i'll grab oh, yeah. a minion you have to charm them and then i'll summon a dude out and then it's i have control of the playing field and so yeah with that uh we had our fight um had him on his toes the entire fight until i eventually took him out and uh it's literally one of those things too as like i don't think my defense is even 
incredible incredibly strong except for Amadora. so it's i have to have control of the fight or if they get the advantage it's me then like trying to counter all of that so and i can't like take too many shots so yeah it's immediately just know where to attack to then have the advantage for the entire fight and so with that i uh, took him out closed out that storyline and now i'm making my way towards the source temple which will hopefully kind of be like the lead towards the end of the game but yeah that game is just still kicking ass and picked up Catherine full body on the psn flash sale there it is that black friday so that's another game that's in my backlog now run around in your dreams and your draws with the pillows learn about infidelity <laughs> <laughs> yeah um looking forward to that uh looks like a puzzle game a little different it's a ps3 game but just uh with the remaster and it just looks so different than anything that i've played um and the fact that like tetris 9 to 9 might be is on my game of the year list right now um just another puzzle game out there um just has my interest and it has that atlas storytelling so it's a game that i can't pass up on a it's got that panache that that, panache, that flair that that art style yeah so that um full body that full that all body um so yeah let's get into the topics of the week top topics of the week what you got for us a dub what does a dub have for you in the topics of the week well we heard from square enix mm-hmm. they're popping back in the news they got stuff to say popping off in the news and what they said this time is that the second part of the final fantasy 7 remake is already being worked on <laughs> so if you're into that sort of thing that's good news people have been very apprehensive about the news of the game being broken up into parts knowing square and our history with that company as gamers people assume that the game is going to take several years to materialize as a finished project but according to tetsuya nomura the game's already being the second part's being worked on he says opportunities for discussing our true intentions are few but with regard to the size of the game that many are asking about there's no reason at all to worry even in this meager portion alone, the density and volume are so great that I had to give directions to lighten them. That that density. <laughs> <laughs> so as you guys know, the first part of the Final Fantasy VII Remake will take place exclusively in Midgar. Uh, people have been very apprehensive about this information because Midgar wasn't exactly a meaty portion of the original game. However, we're talking about the remake not the original. Migger has been expanded and just added to in a way that fleshes it out on its own into the size of a full game. They're going to have new NPCs. They're going to have new areas to explore. There are going to be new boss fights to have. So whatever your experience may be with the original game, you're going to want to chuck that out the window Get ready for something new. Uh, Nomura goes on to say, with regard to new characters of whom I said during past interviews that there would be none, though they aren't main characters, their numbers ended up growing considerably in the process of creating a rich depiction of Midgar. When you think of Midgar's final boss, you probably think of the Motor, the M-O-T-O-R. But in this game, new bosses will appear and add to the excitement of the story even more. So that news brought to you by IG, by way of IGN. Who who wrote that? My man Joe Scrabbles. <laughs> Scribbles. Joe Scrabbles. Shout out to Sydney Goodman. Just because. Yeah, man. What do you think about 
what you've seen of the Final Fantasy VII remake so far. Are you still hyped for it, or is your positivity beginning to turn sour? Yeah, I can't wait for it. Um, for me, it's whenever it's ready, get it to me. I, I already, like as I said, I bought Catherine. I have about five other games that I want to buy right now. My backlog is already built up and growing with time, and so I don't need it right now. But everything I've seen for this game, it's it's the perfect feel that i want in a remake which is i want that nostalgia nostalgia but i want it to also feel brand new so that like when i go in it's not just f- like replaying everything that i experienced once as like a kid mm-hmm. and so with that like it seems they've done enough to change up to modernize some of the uh, gameplay mechanics and to also w- with that um Throwing in the classic mode as an option, I can still get my my turn-based uh, feel that I always love from those games. Now, IGN, with this news, also released about 25 new screenshots of Final Fantasy VII Remake. They show off some menus and options, things that we didn't necessarily see in the gameplay reveal. Like For instance, they showed the equipment screen with the Buster Sword with the two Link Materia slots. Got two Materia in it. <laughs> I'm pumped for that. I'm very... I'm very interested in seeing what the materia is going to be like, what kind of powers and abilities it's going to use to modify the experience of the game. Uh, But one thing that they also showed was the option screen. Uh, We are very happy to report that you still have the option of setting the cursor to memory when you're in the screens. So every time you come up in combat, it's already on the last thing that you chose. You just jump in just a little faster. I was big on that. Uh, at the same token, they also revealed the difficulty levels, of which there appear to be three. There's normal, there's easy, and then there's classic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know. Is classic easier than easy? Did they give you the the very easy story mode? I think classic's going to be that grind. <laughs> that that grind fest. That, that grind. <laughs> that collective. That randomization. <laughs> it would be interesting if classic mode was just the parts of the game that are the same as the original, and then you turn the difficulty up, and then you get to play the expanded version. Yeah, you get the padding. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I like that. It seems that they're putting putting thought into every aspect of this game, like within the systems, in the menus, and the difficulty. Even it's they want they want it to be a new old experience, so you can still get that that feel for what it was in the past. But then you can totally take a whole new look at it, which uh, makes me wonder too. Then if like they will if there will be like a new game plus like a hard mode or a mm. hardcore mode. Mm. <laughs> All right. I just wanted to play Advent Children the game, and they're giving me that. So I'm over the moon. I'll try to see when the second part is coming, get an idea of when the whole thing will be out, because I would really like to play it in a cohesive one-shot experience instead of playing the whole, all right, I beat this part, now I just got to wait for part two. That's not in my blood. I can't do that. Not in your veins. It's not in my veins. You might need to adapt a dub. Yeah, some people need to adapt. Uh, I'm not waiting either. You need to give it to me now so I can get angry about it. Why did they make this in the first place? I need to play this game so I can tell you how it's weeb trash. The original was perfect. My waifu was hotter on the PS1. I got my Tifa body pillow. Take off the sports bra. Take Take off the sports bra. Troll of the week. Troll of the week. 
troll of the week, 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 troll of the week. I can't see up her skirt. Uh, she's not as hot as she was in the original. And you know, she was nothing but triangles. Right in that Goodwill gravy train. Is <laughs> 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 square right in that gravy train? They the gravy train. They, they're trying to ride the money train. <laughs> they nickel and dime. Yeah, they're on there with Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes. Yes. And Jennifer Lopez. And brothers. <laughs> so, as you guys could probably tell, today's trolls are coming sideways at this new news for Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, people are not too happy about it being in parts. They they want it all to be one thing. Nobody complained when the first game was on three discs and you had to switch those out. And this is in keeping with that same tradition, except you paying for them discs. <laughs> first troll says, episodic games, hard pass, sir. Next troll, can't wait for 2026 when part two comes out. <laughs> Next troll. Part 3 will be a PS8 launch game. <laughs> so, trolls are currently trying to ride this. Oh, it's going to take forever for all the parts to come out. Because, again, we know how Square works. They take a very long time to do things. They tend to announce things way ahead of when they probably should. Mm-hmm. However, we're seeing a new Square that's just putting out hits. So, you need to get with it. Next troll says, just delay the game and merge it all together and release an actual finished game instead of drip feeding us the main story with a huge helping of filler. Drip feeding. Drip. Drip, drip. Next troll says, money grab garbage. Next troll says, coming on PS69 2075. I wonder if he did any kind of math to come up with that release date. Like, is that going to be somewhat accurate for the PS sixty nine? What's the uh, the year of that? Twenty seventy five. That makes sense. Uh, There'll still be consoles around that time. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, uh, we'll talk about it later. Last troll says, "I could have had Final Fantasy sixteen to play this March, but no, fanboys needed Square to fuck with a masterpiece." Now, first off. If you're waiting for twenty Final Fantasy sixteen, that's not coming out for like another ten years at least. Even if they weren't doing this remake, because look how long it took just to get fifteen. Yeah, <laughs> and then how long it took to get Kingdom Hearts. And wasn't thirteen <laughs> last gen? I have no idea. I'm still thinking about versus thirteen. I mean, yeah, versus thirteen. <laughs> versus thirteen and thirteen were announced at the same time last gen. Yeah. Thirteen came out, which they made three of. So you got 13-2, then you got Light Lightning Returns. So you actually got three Final Fantasies last gen. But then you fast forward, Versus still being worked on. Then it becomes a next-gen title for PS4 and Xbox One. Then they decide, you know what? It's just going to be Final Fantasy fifteen. Yeah. So yeah, it is going to take a while. But the way I look at it is, one, I need to see how much gameplay there is in this one. Because if this ends up being a full-fledged game in this one part of it then i don't need it all at once because then that's that ends up being basically persona like a 300 hour game that i don't really need in my life at this point i don't need it in my life yeah um yeah and this is the idea like are these people jaded in a sense that's like 
I I need this game, but I don't need it. Because <laughs> like they should. They like, want it. They're mad because they're not getting it the way that they want it. Yeah, it's like, or yeah, the way yeah. they think it should be made. Because you know, they them with all their tens of millions of dollars are putting their reputation on the line. And they need Square to fly the game like an airplane into their mouth <laughs> with a with a big old helping of spaghettios. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. That dad, that dad humor. <laughs> <laughs> Here it comes. Here it goes. Does it have microtransactions? <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, it's yeah, it's funny how like they are so excited for this game, and yet like they're shitting all over it. Yeah, <laughs> they got everything. They want. They're complaining about the characters. They're 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 um. The proportions. <laughs> yeah. They're complaining about how much it's going to cost because they know they're going to spend it. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a $200 game. It was like, well, shit, that's what it's going to be. But if you also look at it, if it's a $200 game that's made over the span of, I don't know, 10 years, then yeah, you spend about what, like at least $200 on games a year. Sounds like Destiny. Yeah. And so if, <laughs> Five years from, or like ten years from now, you'll have paid say two hundred dollars for this Final Fantasy VII. I think that adds up to not a lot you're paying over the years. At the same token, though, it might come out pretty fast if they're already working on the second part. Yeah, that could be the case. But the they way already they're got talking their assets, it, they got their systems. If they're already adding up how much it's going to cost in total, but then at the same time they're complaining that it's never going to come out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're making an argument against themselves. Yeah, it's either it's either a very minimal long term, <laughs> long term like what is it expense, or it's coming soon and you need to quit belly bitching. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what to say to these dudes, man. It's you're getting the dream is real. They're about to release this first part in like three months. You're about to see what the hype is all about. And then you know there's going to be that period where people start playing it and it's like, oh, it's better than I imagined. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely worth it. <laughs> and then like this idea that, so have you gone through all the trolls at this point? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, this idea that like, well, adding all this side content is just like padding for like for making, for not making this just the full game that it should be. It's like you you want this game, you've wanted to play it for so long and if they just gave you the state up the same up straight the same game straight up same game yeah straight up same game you would have been upset about that so they're adding in all this new content so that you can really explore the world and you're pissed off about that because now you just want the canon i guess <laughs> i think somebody was like oh why are they adding all why are they padding the game with all this unnecessary story and everything it's like they're taking a horribly underutilized portion of the original game and expanding upon it to give you more places to go to and more story like they're giving you more of the game that you love they aren't just settling for giving you the same thing and make that that money grab garbage yeah and it's within that same game which is they could have done the whole like final fantasy spinoff of seven where it's like it's not quite those characters but you're within that world seven two yeah but they just they're giving you the same game but with more content so you can if you really want to get into the world of final fantasy seven you can have all that while playing the main quest i can't imagine what those hd towns are going to be like oh god i can't wait to just see those refineries to see that material to see those summons 
see those characters, see Barrett <laughs> trying to see that katana when you go to that that ancient that medieval Japan that feudal Japan town. Yeah, and I even want to see like if when you change your weapons, if that even like plays into like the look of the character. Like those little details. Oh, I'm sure the weapons are going to change because they had that in the original. That's yeah. that's a minimum. I, I showed you a screen where it had the Buster Sword with the Link Materia. He had three other weapons too. Oh, nice. Had the nail bat. Had the nail bat. Had the nail bat. Barrett's going to have different Just gun different arms. Gun arms. That's what I want to see. Get the laser. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, to see those Vincent breaks. with the different guns. Hell yeah. The different shotguns. Will Tifa have different gloves? Will she have different sports bras? <laughs> yeah, she's definitely gonna have different gloves. She's gonna have she's gonna have the uh, the bleach glove with the with the the devil on the on the fist. You gotta see the homie Kate <laughs> Sith. Gotta see gotta see Sid punch the soul out of you. you gotta see Red Thirteen send you to the spirit world. Oh man, Point <laughs> 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 like Rookie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man, you got anything else to say to these trolls, AMC? Nah, I got nothing. Nah, yeah. Get on yourselves. Bad to us. Troll of the week. 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 It's not gonna come out in time. And then it's gonna cost too much money. Yeah, I just want it right now. Uh, they can't do anything right yeah. these sons of bitches i'm still gonna buy it and make them believe <laughs> what they did was right <laughs> and then tell them how the original was better <laughs> tell them how shit and then when the news comes out that it sold 20 million copies in one month <laughs> but tell them how terrible it was it just sold on name alone <laughs> So uh, what else we got? Uh, we got PS Plus news. Got PS Plus news. The PS Plus games for December have been revealed, and I'm going to tell them to you right about as soon as I finish typing plus without messing it up. <laughs> yeah, last month we had Neo and Neo. Outlast 2. Yeah, Outlast 2. So what do we got for the next month? Do we got, we for got the next games. month, we got... What is that? Well, we definitely know one of the games. We got Monster Energy Supercross. Yeah. Which actually looks kind of dope. It just needs some music. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we watched like what looked like a practice course. Yeah. And it did say um, it was rated teen for lyrics. So I'm guessing that the music is the reason why it's rated teen. They probably got Bird Dog. That's yeah. probably why they had the music muted. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know who's watching. But. <laughs> the main draw of PS Plus in December of 2019 is Titanfall 2. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Now, we could have done Troll of the Week on this because people are finding every reason why this isn't a suitable offering for a PS Plus month, despite the reality that Titanfall 2 is lauded across the internet for having one of the best single-player campaigns in a first-person shooter this entire generation. It was the first of the Titanfall games to have a campaign so that was also a surprise um, respawn behind this this is you know we're getting this on the heels of jedi fallen order so you know pretty good pretty good finish to the year if you ask me yeah Titanfall fall 2 was the game where people were like taking note like oh respawn they can actually make a good game it's just they haven't had that uh market success yet mm -hmm. and then now we're seeing 
the fruits of those labors with Apex Legends and we're going to see with uh, in the next MPD when Star Wars, when those numbers come out. Oh, we're going to let you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think like all like this was kind of the, uh, the potential. This set the potential for what Respawn could do. And now we're seeing all that in 2019. Absolutely. So some people are a little upset because Titanfall 2 has been as low as six dollars. So for some reason, people who haven't played Titanfall 2 are talking about how this brings no value to PS Plus, but it's like, yo, it was $6 and you still haven't played it. So how limiting of a factor is the price or how important is the price if you weren't if you weren't playing it when it was dirt cheap? Like you could have flipped over a couch and got that money. Well, I guess it'll cut down on the threads of lull uh, for the people who just bought this game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's just been six bucks. It's like a month of plus. Lol. <laughs> yeah. You haven't, you didn't buy it yet, so the price didn't mean anything to you back then. So you can't use the price as a negative point now. <laughs> Get over yourself. Honestly, they just gave you a game for free. So it's a free game. Quick your belly bitching. A celebrated game. Your belly bitching. You got anything else for him, AMC? Nah, I got questions. Let me ask you, you a, a question. question. Yeah, it's, um as you can see by what we talked about today, very slow news week. Um, you know, it's the end of the year. They're winding down. We're going through our, our nominations for the Trolley Awards. Yeah, I think it's pretty much, you got Trolleys, you got the Game Awards, and all the games that they basically said were coming out are now... We're now getting the impressions of those games from the from the public, and so yeah, like it's just a slow news time until until I guess spring, and that's when we'll start getting all the the big announcements for next year. Unless you guys want to hear about opinion articles from Kotaku, yeah, <laughs> or, re, or just hear about retro games. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, because of that, I proactively just started looking up questions. Uh, so with the first one, I have a dub. This is a simple one, but. What game have you spent the most amount of hours on? That's a tough call. Yeah. This gin? <laughs> I think in general. I mean, you could do this gin because I actually have, I think a couple of them would be from this gin. The way I look at it first and foremost is it has to be, I think, a multiplayer game because those tend yeah. to be the games that I play for like the longest periods of time. Yeah. And that's why immediately uh the first game i think of would be overwatch just because i know i have almost 400 hours if not 400 hours in that game um I'm trying i to feel like we have more time than that in diablo 3 mm, yeah maybe i don't know because i play i know i definitely do I think because i went back do. for a few yeah. of the seasons yeah you may um because i know i played overwatch for basically three years straight jesus so like yeah at this point um I'm trying. I definitely not this generation. I've played a, another game as long, maybe Persona, and that was like at the 200 hour mark. But um, yeah, I think this generation would be Overwatch. I'm just trying to think of like games I played as a kid, especially on a PC, because that was like that would basically be all nighters and nonstop. So I, the first game I think about would be um, would be Diablo 2 and then oh, wow. and Starcraft, especially. I remember Starcraft. That was a game I played nonstop. Like once it hit the weekend, that's like I just locked myself up in my room, got the PC going, got that DSL modem fired up. There you go. And then just <laughs> sat there, played uh, co-op with the homie Mints, and yes, we just we challenge other people. We had our map hacks going so we could see what they were building. Cheatness. <laughs> <laughs> the best is as you could see what they were building, and they could see what you're building, so you could see them countering what you're building as you're countering what they're building. <laughs> now, could you could you fake them out? 
<laughs> not really it was, just, it was literally just overwhelming was like the name of the game until like until you go um if you played ranked games uh there weren't map hacks for the ranked games so that was the only way you could play kind of a fair style but the problem with those were that um the unranked like maps were fun just because you would have unlimited uh, minerals so then you could just build a force that would just shut down your computer because it, it couldn't handle that big of a force all on the screen at one time jesus yeah like just just lowering Nothing all the frames yeah all the frames um but yeah and then the rank matches you had a limited supply of minerals so you really had to think about your strategies but yeah i i put a ton of hours into starcraft what you got to do? Well, I definitely put an inordinate amount of hours into Grand Theft Auto 3 because that was like the first real homie game that ever came along. It was also being that first big open world game. That was something that it just stimulated my mind being able to drive around the city in 3D, jumping off of buildings and stuff and fighting with the cops, stealing tanks. It was It was a watershed moment for gaming. I couldn't get enough. And in the same vein, Grand Theft Auto 4 was also one that I spent just a ridiculous amount of time in because it was everything I loved about GTA, except with much better graphics, with much better physics and moving, I mean, movement, a much more realistic world. It was, it was something, especially with the natural motion euphoria of physics, it was just something that I played around with endlessly to try to generate more just random animations that was the main draw of the game for me even long after i'd beaten it got my money got my apartments got got all my homies on speed dial (laughs) getting perks it was it, it was always excellent to just go around the street drive around realistically you know have nothing but a pistol since that's all you really needed to be successful since you could you could disarm people you could hit them in the leg make them hobble <laughs> it was it was amazing dude well you got another one another question or any other or games? another games um i would have to say probably there's <laughs> gonna be another uh real-time strategy but command and conquer red alert all right uh, i've heard but, you speak of this in the past yeah i played a ton of that with uh, the homies that was that was the that was before starcraft uh it was command and conquer and red alert and that was the one where so it was uh, allies versus, uh, I guess the the axis of evil, and um, that but, was a that was a pretty decent fight. Yeah, but mainly it's just Germany. They didn't really, they didn't have Japan, um, and yeah, uh, it's that one. I just remembered uh, because there's one homie TJ who was he just mastered that game, and so we would do like two against one against him, and he would like still give us a hard time. Jeez. Yeah, he was just that good. He knew exactly. He always played his allies, and he knew. Or did he play as? You know, he he could play as allies or Germany, but if he played as allies, it was the worst because there's a character in that game named Tanya, who she could run up and just uh, set C4 on a building and explode the building, and so damn one hit. Yeah, and so you had to have like the the anti infantry like. Um, uh i guess buildings set up which were they had tesla coils and they had pillboxes and um so you had to have those set up but you could still find a way to sneak her in and if she got in it was always a nightmare and if you focus on building that anti-infantry defense then they just roll in with tanks and (laughs) the other hard part was that the allies had um they had the um 
the sea like the the sea warfare just on point with their battleships so like the i guess the the germans they had like the submarines as like a defense but if those battleships got close enough up to shore it could just rain like just mortars on like the uh on the uh, the towns from like a distance and it would just take out buildings in only a few shots so you had to control like the sea it was a tough game and yeah because of that like we just spent hours just playing against each other and this is before like really even um like battle net and like those things like it was you're literally just directly connecting to the homie and playing against them you're not playing against uh, people on like a hub server and so because of that like um it was just fun playing against the homies but we didn't really have that co-op against like the world feel and that's like why i would say starcraft had more hours there you go and also starcraft had the uh the mods that was the first game i played really with like mods and so because of that like there are so many different um i guess game modes that were set up on maps like i remember i'd even like try to create my own quests like within uh starcraft with like certain maps just by the way i i built them like i really played around with like the map editor i see you yeah the one thing i really enjoyed were were how starcraft had those one-off scenarios or those custom maps where you play through just a random generated story or something like that or something that they just packed away on the side of the game. Those are always fun. Yeah. And another another series of games that I've played for just hundreds upon hundreds of hours, at least a thousand hours combined, uh, the most recent Fallouts uh, being three, New Vegas, and four. This is once... Once I rented Fallout 3, I think it was my last rental ever from the now extinct Blockbuster video. Definitely just changed my life. Once I was playing it, playing it third person, seeing the armor and stuff changing, people's heads exploding, crawling around DC, fighting super mutants. It it captured my imagination. It wouldn't let me go. The, the different builds, the different outcomes getting the guns repairing everything like fallout was the next step of rpgs that i didn't even know existed i was still very deep in the final fantasy the jrpg realm games of that nature like i i don't think i had even played demon souls yet at the time that wouldn't come out until the following year but i don't know there was i don't even know what the reason was for me to pick up fallout 3 in the blockbuster but i'm terribly glad i did and then obsidian came behind bethesda with the new vegas and that was just it was a more well put together version of the fallout experience that bethesda brought to the table i love the way that the characters were the story the weapons they took the upgrade they took the system to a whole other level with condition and damage threshold and the the modifications the different ammo types so New Vegas was huge, and then four came out. Gorgeous, better animations. You got your your Iron Man type power armor. Now I could go on volumes for Fallout. That's something that really just grabbed me by the balls and wouldn't let go. Get your balls hard. You got my balls hard. <laughs> got to uh, get that checked out. Yeah. Any other games or you got any other games where I spent a just crazy ton of time? Yeah, an ungodly amount of hours. <laughs> like, <laughs> man, the uh, Skyrim. <laughs> yeah. Not not even really. It's just I would make. I never even beat an Elder Scrolls. It's just that 
I would get in, I would do so much, and it's like, all right, let me try all this on a different character. At some point, I would just, I would just surrender to the wild and just go off the beaten path, exploring every every avenue, every different like corner of the map. And there's just so much content that I never reached the end of the story, or I just got to a point where the level scaling was punishing me. Oh, you never beat it? Like yeah. you got to the yeah, you just went off exploring. Went off exploring. It was like, damn, it's been eighty hours. Time for a new character. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, definitely Fallout. I think a lot of those games, um, especially like Skyrim, Fallout, um, I usually hit a point right when I hit that point where it's like I might not beat this game is when I start to like main, like just mainline all the way to like to the ending of the game just to see it. Yeah, just because it's like at that point it's like, damn, I don't think I'm. I think I'm. I can see a point where I'm gonna fall off and. I'm strong enough now where I can just run right through to the ending. And so I usually just start like just beating that ass yes. <laughs> all the way to the end. That's what you do. Yeah. Um, all right. What's your favorite game genre? Mm, damn, that's rough because it's a toss up between the Diablo style of dungeon crawling and what has emerged as it's a three way tie. Mm-hmm. So Diablo style dungeon crawling, of course, roguelikes in whatever way, shape, or form they take, but also the the new natural phenomenon, which is the Soulsborne-like games, the Souls-likes. Yeah. Those, by far, just because there are certain expectations that come when you're making a Souls-like, and granted, most Souls-likes don't, don't really meet all of the criteria completely but when you're playing those kind of games you know you're going to get a massive world with interconnected pathways you're going to get combat that's oriented on the technicalities of being able to block move dodge parry and basically learn your enemies like really outclass them and outdo them you're going to get equipment or abilities or some things that make you more powerful and more capable over the course of the entire game you're gonna have that progression there you're gonna have like there's just certain things that you have that just make it the best game uh star wars being a souls like with some metroidvania elements that that was a home run for me especially with that sekiro style combat it's unbelievable so yeah those would be my three but i i definitely give the edge to the souls likes that have been coming out you know one of these days i'm gonna go back and beat dark souls i still gotta go back and beat bloodborne and that's looking like it's gonna be more realistic so who knows (laughs) what about you amc um yeah i'd I'd say like as broad as the term is it'd be like rpg but not in the sense of um i guess action rpg because i feel like every game at least most games now at this point have rpg elements within it even if it's not really considered an rpg so i'd say that it's more of um like the easiest the easiest form i would say would be like turn-based rpg like i i guess i'm loving divinity right now love persona um can't wait to play um <laughs> project octopath traveler yes. octopath traveler um it ain't a project no more yeah um fire emblem three houses can't wait for that so yeah like those games that are that have heavy stories but then at the same time have good 
turn-based action uh, combat. Um, I think those are the ones. Like, where if I see a good one, it's yeah, I gotta, I gotta play that game. Got to do it. I gotta, I gotta get my hands on it. Um, yeah, it took you forever to start Divinity, but once you did, <laughs> yeah, like that's uh, similar to Catherine. That was a game that I bought on a sale, and it's like I know I'm gonna get to it, and when I do, I'm gonna just fucking ravage that game. I can't wait to see you doing Catherine puzzles. <laughs> I can't wait. It's just new. What is it? Hi, new high score. New high score. <laughs> Um, new record new record new record (laughs) (laughs) yeah um yes i can't wait but uh yeah those are the games that like get me most excited i would say on a side note like when it comes to like co-op experiences i love a good a um a good platformer um like when i think about uh what was it um rayman legends um and then like the metroidvania i mean it's a metroidvania but a lot of platforming and guacamelee like those games those for co-op experiences are some of like my favorite things like i I just love that um diablo those style games are great like with the loot but the problem is uh when you have a chance for like now that they have scaling it's done a lot better but in the past it was really tough when if somebody just got so much farther than you to then hop in a game with them and just the the difference in the levels is just too much where the experience wasn't quite there they've done a good you just job start of, rapidly leveling up yeah they've done a <laughs> you're good, not even doing nothing yeah uh, or like one person just isn't even leveling up and then the other person is struggling the entire time yeah and so like they now they've kind of gotten it right killed. yeah so that's why i would say like i lean more towards like the more platform based games just because anybody can hop right in and it's just a matter of uh skill as opposed to looting leveling and all that good stuff mm-hmm. but um yeah my favorite definitely hands down would have to be i think turn-based rpgs and then like with uh, a nod to like like what disco elysium like what that's gonna do i think that's gonna just fit right in because i'm also a heavy story guy and a game like that where like my decisions will then just affect how the story goes that's that's enough for me where i get excited like uh, one of my favorite things in divinity is they don't have cutscenes, but you'll play out like a you'll play through a certain quest and then you you're in the resolution resolution phase of the quest and uh you'll see the the town folks like rise up and like hey we gotta go like attack this guy and you can follow them to where they go and literally have like a public like like um execution of a character Jesus. and so like i love seeing those types of um story elements play out without a cutscene, and that's why divinity does that really well but yeah story that's a big part for me and speaking of disco elysium it should be known that it will be heading to playstation 4 and xbox one in 2020 yeah i cannot wait um all right so as far as multiplayer do you have a preference between pvp or pve I'd much rather it be a co-op PVE kind of thing. I don't like competing against other people. It's not it's not that I'm losing. <laughs> it's not that I'm getting beaten all the time. I I'm usually I'm, I'm a pretty average to above average PVP person. If I play long enough, I will get you. But as far as a game, I don't I don't like competition. This has never been something that's really like got my adrenaline going or anything. I'm much prefer taking on greater challenges in broader circumstances with the help of someone else and also just being able to play a game with a friend like i i live at home we all live at home now we're older 
<laughs> we don't we don't get forties and smoke bowls and have all night gaming sessions anymore. Yeah. Stick, stick passing sessions. Yeah, like um, yeah, I think about the same. Like when I think of PVPs, um, a lot of times it's one. I just don't have the same dedication other people have to just being the best on the planet. And so with that, like you hop in and like, you just want to have a good time and the skill level just won't let you have a good time because it's like, Oh, I guess I got like two kills. So I, I that's a win, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. And then like when it comes to like fighters, it's like, if I'm not going to sit here and just fucking hammer out these combos to like where they're second nature, like I'm just not going to have a good time playing online. Some of these fighters. And so we, yeah because of that like my favorite experiences of this generation and it's also why it's one of my favorite generations is i think there's been a focus on pve um especially with the live games and so like when i think about like destiny and then diablo and even like it's a pvp game but where they really worked in the team dynamic with like an overwatch where it became somewhat of a pve experience for me because i'm playing with the homies and i don't have to be maybe the best shooter as long as i can like heal or i can play tank and just cover for the homies and then and then lead them in the combat like having that added in um i always felt like was a better experience for me as opposed to just running around and just thinking about my numbers <laughs> how many kill dust did you get what's your kill death ratio yeah i like how overwatch changed the whole narrative when it comes to multiplayer shooters like that competitive multiplayer shooters it's not necessarily about individual performance it's about your impact on the team yeah um any favorite like of your pve experiences when it comes to games is it Diablo? What is it? What is it going to be? I mean, Diablo, A Dub, AMC, <laughs> classic all day. Yeah. PVE experiences. Maybe Borderlands 3 is up there. Mm-hmm. Play with E Single for a bit. That was fun, just because it's largely a fun game on its own. So just with the homie, seeing the player characters in third person and doing their thing was, was always a a big plus pve yeah borderlands i didn't play borderlands 3 but borderlands 2 i played a shit ton of that and that was definitely one of those ones where like you want to play with every character but you have your dude so then it's nice to see like to see like what the other how other people play with certain characters and then especially with their different builds like when you see those ultimates broken out uh, you see the homie was it zero or his name is yeah. like go invisible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just seeing that like action from a, like from another perspective is um, I think it just adds to like the overall feel of the game. Yeah. When I had Moe's break out the, the mech, the iron bear, and then I hopped out of it and it's still shooting. I'm shooting with it. <laughs> he single was like, what? <laughs> yeah. It was a good time. Yeah, but um, yeah, Diablo. That's definitely up there as one of my favorite. Um, yeah, that was just the shit. Just it gets no better. Getting than that. loot, exchanging loot, <laughs> working on that build. Yeah, upping the difficulty, running the rifts, crafting, changing characters, running it, running it back, <laughs> making fun of Tyrael. Yeah, <laughs> I need more mana. <laughs> just repeating the lines of the game. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait for Diablo Four. Oh, it's gonna be so good. Yeah, I think we could stop right there, though. We're at an hour. Um, hopefully, there'll be some, some more news next week. We won't have to pad the episode with, with the grind. <laughs> and we got the Trolley Awards coming up. Oh, yes. 
we got the game awards reactions coming up yes <laughs> we're gonna see how many awards death stranding wins Let's see if the dorito pope can remain papal yeah. is he gonna fight with the uh the chick the chick robot <laughs> oh, dorito pope chick bot people were so mad about that chick robot <laughs> they hate any like oh you're trying to make money you're trying to you're trying to get investors <laughs> you're trying to appeal to a younger audience <laughs> Oh, yes. Uh, any final words, A-Dub? When it's cold outside, keep warm with an overheated pro. Well, this is Control Issue. I am the AM. This is A-Dub. We are Control Issue. Thanks for playing. Sucker.